the self-esteem party podcast i'm your host alana johnson and with me as always sitting at my new tiny little desk with two chairs is producer slash husband slash roommate norm Souza. norm how you doing what do you think of the tiny desk uh it's actually not that small it's just we're at the we could turn it around no so i don't want more that. distance we're literally nose to nose <laughs> i don't want the distance we're like sharing a mic like norm a you're my husband i need to be near you at all times um, what if we fall out of love when we're apart, we have to stay together. <laughs> what the fuck happened there? <laughs> what? Norm, uh, the how desk are you? is great. <laughs> how are you doing other than the desk? No, the desk is good. You moved it out from the wall so you can get some front light here. Yeah. Um, the lighting is just fantastic. I think that your office, uh, AKA the studio, is studio. really working out. I think so too. Isn't it so nice? And I got this dirty dancing poster. I got an Arabic dirty dancing poster to represent who I am as a woman and a person. Oh, wow. Okay. That's all in there. <laughs> wow. It's not bad. Um, yeah, yeah Norm, things what's are good. popping off? No, not much. Yeah, Memorial Day long weekend. I'm um, heading out of town. You're going to Philly. That's right. I'm, for, what do you get for a week? About a week. About a week. And then I get back and it's my birthday. And get back and you're, it's your birthday. Are yeah. you embarrassed by me and my age? Am I embarrassed <laughs> by you and your age? Sometimes you just say something out loud. I repeat it back to you. You understand how insane it sounds. But at the time, Norm, when you're caught up in it like I am. Uh, what was the question again? If I'm what? What? Oh, oh that I just asked you? Yeah. Yeah, are you ashamed of me and or oh, embarrassed and of age. me and my age? <laughs> how old are you turning? Norm. What? 38. Oh, 30, yeah, that's not bad. What do you think should be my life goal for the year? What should be your life goal for the year? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Stay 38 <laughs> as long as you can. <laughs> well, just the one year. Yeah, just the one year. Um, no, things are good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Jays were in town. I didn't go see a game. This, uh, the, the Blue Jays, Jays playing, guys, that's yeah. a, a baseball team. They were playing the Angels. I didn't go this year. but uh, Anaheim can get ripped. Yeah, Anaheim can get ripped. <laughs> Thanks. You say Anaheim. <laughs> what is it? It's Anaheim. Oh, Heim with an M. Okay. <laughs> and I even got my 2002 Echo from there, too. You'd think I'd remember forever. Yeah, I believe you got it from Anaheim. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what's going on in Anaheim, but I will not be there. That's right. Um, no, things are good. The, this, this, does this intro feel a little more subdued? Maybe because it's a holiday Monday. You know what? It's been a really chill day. There hasn't been anything to do. We don't have anything until later in the day. So we're kind of relaxed. I also feel like I'm trying to chill out to keep the dog chill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord knows she loves to get riled up. So, Norm, wait, what are you going to do this week while I'm gone? Uh, well, What's we, going to be your life goal we for We did week? get a freezer for the shed. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, we got a freezer, might, so we're going to do a big Costco order. Yeah, I might be uh, popping into the shed, just putting my hand in to make sure it's cold. Norm, <laughs> don't abuse the freezer. Use it for freezing things and nothing more. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm probably going to watch the movie. I'm going to hang out with the dog. I do a You're bit gonna, of a detox. You always, you always do a detox when I'm gone because yeah. I truly am your substance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm addicted to you. Ooh, Norm. Juicy and in front of the crowd. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me think. I'm going to be seeing my family this week. Yep. Um, I'm going to be very excited. It'll be a lot of going to bed early. 
Yep. So that'll be good catching up on some sleep, but waking up early too, actually. So maybe not catching up so much. Yeah. It's your, you're going to go see your sister in Philly and your mom will be there. So it might, it'll be a yeah, lot of, um, a family affair. vegetarian meals, yeah. lentil soups. There's going to be so many lentils, you guys. Maybe my mom and I will get in another onion fight like 2016 <laughs> when she bought those onions without my consent. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, are you there was a big about? onion fight of 2016. I cried while I was at work because <laughs> I told my mom not to buy onion. so many onions, Someone, and then she did. How are you not selling a shirt that says <laughs> the big onion fight of 2016? You can onions. ask so many people about the onion fight and they know. Uh, Holly, your, for one. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'm that's because sure. we weren't even dating, Norm. It was a private fight oh. with my mom and I. Okay, yeah. She bought a bag of 10 onions, and I said I didn't need onions. And then she sent me a picture. She snuck out while I was gone at work to go to the grocery store to buy the onions to make jadura, and which is with lentils as well. And then sent me a photo of a counter full of onions. And I burst into tears because I was like, I have no freedom from this woman or her you know, produce purchases. Right. So that was the onion fight of 2016. I didn't talk to her for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, should who we get can, to it? Who can forget? No, yeah, we might as well. Yeah, I have some onion research to do. <laughs> All right, everybody, learn um, my history. Fun friend to catch up with. Yeah, we just, you know what, we had a, we went to go see the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, and yeah. he was, he's uh, was a pleasant surprise. We didn't know he was. We didn't know he was in it. Then, uh, I ask him all about it. The oh, dog's great. making too much noise. Let's get out of here. I ask him all about yeah. it, and we get right into it. So everybody, please help me welcome. <laughs> Peter Benefez, right after this break. It's a self-esteem party. It's a self-esteem party. Peter, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. How are we doing today? We're doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Ilana. Oh my God, I'm so excited to have you. What are you talking about? Now, you just came from an audition. I did. So I've heard. Yes, yes. Okay, so here's my question for you, because I'd like to start this podcast off with a self-esteem party check-in right. about how you're feeling about yourself mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10. My, yours is a two-part question, though. What were you feeling before the audition, and what were you feeling after the audition? If it was different, or maybe it was the same. Because for me, an audition, you're getting two very drastic numbers before I go in and after I finish. Okay, that's understandable. Well, uh, for me, it was uh, what I was confidence-wise. You mean how I was feeling? Confidence-wise, yes, like I how you're feeling about yourself. I felt uh, very confident going in because uh, just knowing what we know about commercial auditions, it's kind of like there's nothing I can do to book the job. I just have to go and just be a person. Out and of your then, hands. Yeah. So I'm. I was confident that I, at the very least, I can just be a person. And just be a normal mm -hmm. person on on that uh, audition, and then afterwards I felt equally as confident because I was like, well, I did the best I could, and I went into it with zero expectations, and uh, it went the whole thing went very smooth and cool, and the casting director, the the associate was very nice, so nothing happened that made me feel like crap or okay. anything like that. Um, also, you know, we've done enough of these where it's kind of like. You go into it, like, again, with zero expectations, and you come out with zero expectations. You know, the times that it makes me feel bad, though, is when somebody's just straight up not paying attention. Like, if there's, if you're at a callback or something, and there's a director of the room or something, and somebody's just not 
giving you the time of day it makes me feel really bad because i'm like why did you bring me here then even on a zoom you're like why did you bring me here if you really don't give a fuck well that's shitty and that's unprofessional it's it like, is shitty and unprofessional, but it happens like quite a bit, in it, my opinion. In the commercial world, like especially with callbacks, you're saying? Yes, yes. In the in, more in the commercial world, in theatrical, um, it's usually bigger scenes you're reading, so somebody does have to be engaged. Because if it's like two page sides, but it's like a commercial, you're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple lines, whatever. You're in and out. Definitely. So it's easier for them to um, pay less attention. (laughs) Also, you're you're in the actor in commercials. You're dirt. You're like less than nothing. They oh my god, crap less about you. Trash. You're nothing. You're you're just a podium or like a small table to hold up a product. Absolutely, absolutely. At least you're no one. At least when it's like film, TV, they treat you like you're part of what they're doing you know they're like mm-hmm. decent to you at the very least but commercials yeah they treat you like absolute filth <laughs> yeah from beginning so to wait, end did you say your number did i miss it which a scale of one to ten? Oh, of your self-esteem i mean i guess i would say nine and a half fantastic i don't want to say 10 because i feel like that sounds a little douchey but nine and a half and that's only not because i feel like i'm so special but i just didn't feel like anything i just didn't again i just felt very like i know exactly what i'm going into and what i'm coming out of so it's kind of like Mm -hmm. i just felt confident that not that I'm gonna book the job, confident that I'm gonna do my best and be myself. Like that's what I, I was confident. I love this, Peter. Oh my Thanks. god, I love this attitude. And like, look, I have the same perspective as you that it is out of your hands. Half the time, it's like, or oh, you're you're too short, right? Compared to this person we've cast, who's much taller. Like right. it, it can be the smallest of things. And not that there's not talent involved. There is. There's comedic timing. There's delivery. Like, you know, you still have to be like somewhat funny right. in, for some of the spots that we would book sure. or like go out for, which would be more comedic spots. Yeah. Um, but it's like it, it is really hard to still be like it's my job to just do my best and be me and this and that because I'm like it is so hard to not cater to what you think somebody wants. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, th- I think though in our business like when you're auditioning like if you start to try to cater to what you think they want I mean it's one thing when they say hey do it this way do it that way but if you come in mm-hmm. saying, oh, trying to cater to what you think they want yeah I think that's death. It's kind of like Wait till they tell you what they want, and if they don't, you just do it your way. I mean, that's that's all you can control, right? Okay, Peter, perfect segue. Mm. You were recently in a movie. I was. Speaking of, speaking of giving people what they want or what they don't want or whatever, tell me. Let's talk about the movie, and I want to hear about the audition process because... I mean, it ended up being like a huge, fantastic, wonderful movie. And um, did you know that going in? No, I had when, when I auditioned, I had no idea what the thing was even about. And and the sides they gave me weren't even from the script. Like, really, I mean, a little bit, but they were very different than what we actually shot. And uh, wow. I going into it, I had no idea what it was about. I just knew who the directors were. So I knew it was going to be like a unique thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, the Daniels, their first film that I had seen was, um, uh, what is it? A Swiss Army Man, which was one of the most unique films I've ever seen. So I was like, okay, I think I it's I loved good. it. Yeah, it was really unique. And I was like, okay, this is going to be like that. 
And uh, but other than that, I had no clue what I was. I didn't even know what the scene was about. And what is the? It's everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, That's yeah. The title. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah. I did get it. Okay, yeah. So it was so crazy to see you in it. I had no idea. You did you not? tell anybody or something i had no, no idea i didn't tell any movie. i mean i didn't have a chance to really tell anybody because we shot that in like february of 2020 is when i shot my scenes and then we went mm-hmm. into lockdown in march and i had no clue when it was going to come out um like i think it was oh. supposed to come out maybe in 2020 or early 2021 but it didn't come out till like early 2022 or even like almost mid 2022 uh like, you know, obviously because, like, pandemic and everything. So I really didn't, like, know... I didn't know what the time frame was. So I didn't really tell that you people, like... You know what? Like, That's smart. Because it would be so disappointing that you're like, I'm going to be in this thing. Here it comes. And then you're like, oh, never mind. I met in two years. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it was kind of like... Again, I had no time frame. So I couldn't really say anything. And, um, like... The thing is that film, it like I had a feeling. I read the script and I was like, "This is very unique. This is very special. I think it's going to do really, really well, and I think it's going to be a special film." Um, but like, it just took off so fast, and everyone started talking about it again. I really didn't get a chance to tell anybody like, "Oh, I'm in it." I, it's not even really my style either to like advertise stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, like. I don't know if that's like a bad thing because I know like, you know, self-promotion is really important, but I'm not a huge self-promotion person. You're you're not actually. You're very humble. Thanks. And you've popped up in a bunch of things that we didn't expect to see you in and stuff. You know what I mean? And it's, I have to say, it makes it a little more delightful. Thanks. Uh, you, you have a little more of a squeal of joy because you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I, you were the last. It's like when Courtney and Natalie were in the Jackass movie. It's like, you're just like, oh my God, I had no clue. And then it, it, it makes it so much more fun because you're already seeing something so incredible. And then you see someone that you actually know is in it. Mm. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? That's the best. I, I haven't seen that film, but I it would be I would be so excited to see them like suddenly pop up in something like that. I didn't even know there oh was. Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know they were in it until I saw they had posted some stuff on Instagram, and then I was like, "What?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's really cool. I mean, again, I I mean, I guess I don't know. Who knows? I don't know if I'd be farther in my career or whatever if I was better at self promotion. I I actually admire some people that like self promote that way, where they just kind of have almost. Not to sound mean, but they have like kind of no shame. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. like they just self promote the hell out of themselves, and it works. I'm just kind of not like that. It's kind of like I wanted to speak. Yeah. I want the, my work, whatever it is, to speak for itself. And you know, I'll always like like advertise something I'm in out of like respect for the people that are part of it, and just to sort of put it out there. But um, the way some people self promote on Instagram, it's just kind of not my. It's just not you know? how I'm built. I'd say I'm halfway there. I advertise live shows because I need an audience. Oh, that's that you got to. Yeah. So that's like that's one thing. But when I book something, I'll post it once it's aired and I know it's aired (laughs) (laughs) because I've posted something too soon before that didn't air. And that was so embarrassing as you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. which is like understandable, understandable, I'd say. And um, but I've never been like 
like you know those kind of cryptic tweets where somebody's like i booked a, a gig today and blah 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 blah, and you're just like what gig yeah like i just you know but it's like ooh, but i can't say anything and i'm always like can someone just tell me the news if you're going to tell me the news so that's like the the self-promotion that you'll promote every step of it which is fine if that's something that somebody wants to do to me i find it too heartbreaking i'd rather just wait till it's out and then like you said out of respect to the people involved opposed to be like this thing happened these are the people that made it you know what i mean but I would say I'm halfway. I'm halfway there. I like to let people know that a couple things are going on. Well, what you're saying, I think, is like the just the you're you're talking about just almost the basics that is like mm-hmm. n- more than reasonable. Like you just did, you're in a show, it aired. Yes, I'm in it. Check it out, folks. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of part of the fun of booking something. But like I agree with you saying like, hey, I had a great audi- I had audition today went really well, or like just booked a job. Like can't wait to tell people about it. It's kind of like well, just fucking tell people when it comes out man Just like you know what i'm saying like what's the point dude. what's the point of that because look what happened with the movie like you said you shot it in february 2020 you said right mm-hmm. yeah february 2020 and then now it comes out two years later and it's like listen if people want to promote that's fine but get ready for the heartache right it's like you know how it goes like you have no fucking clue when anything's gonna happen i i knew somebody that uh, basically they had booked, this is a long time ago, they had booked like a co-star on a show and like mm-hmm. they were posting about it for weeks, for weeks. And guess what? When the show aired, they cut a scene out. Oh my God. And then he had to say, it's like, hey, I, well, it's like, oh, bummer folks. Last time my scene was cut, but it was still such a pleasure to be part of it, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of like, bro, like what? the fuck here no other business no other business will somebody literally like you don't no other business will someone say like had a great interview today can't wait to you know like it's like no man like this is the only job when people like promote shit that there's no point to promote until there's a real point to promote Um, yes i can and i get it it's so hard to like book work it's so hard to move forward in this business that when you do you want to share it with everybody but also, mm-hmm. you got to treat it like a business, too, rather than just like, I don't know. I mean, that's the way I look at it. But, hey, anybody, the way they want to do it, whatever way they think works for them, that's what I think they should do. Mm-hmm. But I agree. It is. You do need to treat it like a business. And, yes, everybody's way of doing that is different. Like, I'm not going to lie. When you shamelessly self-promote in the times that I've done it, people see that you're doing things. And it makes them think that you'll be an asset to their project, their right, show, right. their whatever. Because they're like, look at this person. They're everywhere. I want in on it. So I'm like, I can see how that works. I think for me, um, I'm a little more private than that. Like yeah. I said, I'd rather wait until I know it's aired. Um, you know what I mean? Mm. And I, I don't know. Because I've just had it, moments of embarrassment in the past. where, Like, okay, <laughs> to give an example. Okay. So I shot a bit for Conan. And it was my first time shooting a bit nice. for Conan. It was, oh my God, it was so great. My friend's a writer there. Levi brought me on. Super cool of him to write this piece and uh, involve me in it. And... I took a picture in my dressing room because I thought my hair looked really nice and I was like, ooh, look how good I look beside the little like Conan um, poster or whatever. And I was like, gonna be on the show tonight, so excited, blah, 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 blah. And then Levi saw it and was like, no, Alana, your piece is for Monday. We're pre-taping it. 
And I was like, oh my God. So it's like, you don't want to take it down. So I had to do another post being like, oh, I meant Monday. And then do the post on Monday that it was on. And I'm like, you know, I've turned one post into three uh. unnecessarily. <laughs> like, why did I just play it cool for five seconds? And it's fine <laughs> to post a photo in a dressing room. Of course, that's totally fine. It just wasn't what I meant to do. Right. <laughs> was, Although I will say, I fucked it up. yours was a happy ending because it wasn't like, you got cut or anything from it. It was just no, like the wrong. No, it did air. You're yes. right. It could it could have gone the other way. That where sucks it, it when never it's like aired. when you get cut. Yeah. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. Is there something that you did that you were so excited about and that you got cut from? Luckily, Any no. Heartbreaks. Luckily, no. I mean, oh. there are there are times when like they've cut from the scene where I was like, wait, the scene we shot was longer than this. But mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I, I've never had to experience a situation where like my scene was cut entirely. So I've been lucky with that. I was once um, written out of a Walmart commercial because the director was like, we think you're really funny, but your face is just too much. <laughs> uh, that's what the director said? <laughs> to me. <laughs> your face is just too much? Too much. Like, yeah, I guess, all my, I guess all my facial expressions were too much. <laughs> well, why didn't they, why didn't they like, tell you that when you're shooting it? <laughs> Oh my God, like why did they say that in the audition? I was, had the same face. Shh, fucking Walmark. <laughs> Can you believe, anything what a associated, anything associated to Walmart is just garbage. Oh my God, totally. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is fucking bullshit because just don't bug me. My God, you want to talk self esteem? This was like back in Toronto. So this was like way early on in my career. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I, I don't. 25 or something like super young right oh that must have and sucked yeah it was like the second thing the second commercial i'd ever booked so i was like super excited about it and i was just like you fuckers like why even bring me here if, if you didn't notice i was too much the first time I, of course i'm too much and yeah. i don't hide it i don't fucking care <laughs> i wasn't doing anything differently right. so i'm like wh- like is that an example of somebody not paying attention and just making a decision like is that an an audition example that i was talking about earlier like i have no fucking clue but whatever it is this guy did not tune in to the way that my face naturally works and it was like i felt terrible like i can laugh about it now but oh my god i must have been like a two and i only had those two Mm. points because i booked it in the first place and then the rest of the eight was like that terrible comment that's such a bummer i wonder if one of those situations where like it was the client the client like everyone like everyone part of production directors everyone producers they loved it and the client's like no it's too much because it distracts from the product or whatever fucking bullshit that's a really good that's a really good point yeah that it could have been coming from that because the client knows less than nothing they know zero about how any of this stuff (laughs) works you're so and they're in charge of running the show like are you fucking kidding me they're the ones telling the director what to do like that that's that's got to be hard being a director on a commercial set like that because they're like no matter how good or successful you are the client can always say, no, we don't want to do that scene. Or no, we don't want that mm-hmm. take. Or no, we don't want mm-hmm. this character or whatever. Yeah, so. Ha boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Perfect way to sign off on that What story. a crazy business. Ha boy. What a crazy business. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's what I want to know. What have you been up to in the pandemic? 
Because I haven't heard, I haven't heard squat. What are you, what are you doing? You know, usually like the old gossip mill things trickle back, but I'm like, I have not heard anything about Peter. I saw you in the movie and I was like, I got to get him on the podcast. I want to know everything that's been going on. You didn't hear about my multiple marriages and multiple divorces? During the pandemic? I didn't, Just kidding. I didn't get the text. No, you didn't? No, I sent out... A, that sucks, because I sent out a text to everyone saying, hey, folks, just got married on twice. One thread. Yes. <laughs> on one it was thread. the longest text thread most people had ever seen. No. What did I do during the pandemic? The first couple of months, I was just scared shitless sitting on my couch, smoking a ton of weed, yes. going like, is this real life? And then... Yes. Uh, I started kind of doing something I never thought I would do, which is like start posting like comedic videos on Instagram and stuff. It just wasn't, Mm -hmm. it's not like I had anything against it. It just wasn't really something I was looking to do. But then I was just so bored at home. I had no shows, no auditions, couldn't hang out with anybody, could barely see my family, as we all obviously had to deal with during that time. Mm -hmm. So I started making these videos and started posting them. And like, then I decided to start making like cultural comedic videos just to like get people to like, I don't know, take a look at I'm Iranian, so just to take a look at my culture and like just get people more like familiar with Middle Eastern like culture and shit like that. And I just kind of mm-hmm. started doing that, and um, and it, it went well. Like people started following me, and people started liking the videos, and it was cool. It kind of took off like that, and then little by little, life started returning to like semi normalcy. But I tell you that two years of the pandemic, which I I don't know if we're still in the pandemic. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. But like, I don't know either. What is happening? I have no clue. Yeah, because I'm still getting tested for everything. Like anytime I want to do anything, Same. so it's kind of like I guess it's still a big time part of our lives. But it felt like, at least it doesn't feel like those two years where I was like a missing two years of all of our lives. Like. Yes. It just went like this. And you're like, wait, what the fuck happened during that time? And two years of good experiences because it's like, I understand we had Zoom and outdoors to see each other and this and that. But it's like back pre-vaccine and everything. But I'm like, but we didn't have anything good to say during that time. So we were robbed of joy. Like you couldn't, there was nothing good to say. All we did was like make jokes about terrible struggles. You, you to like try to lighten the mood so yes. it's like yeah we were literally robbed of like absolutely everything not just our time but like our existence as we know it our joy our comedy our being you're like, right it, like yeah. the emer- it became the emergence of like life sucks memes where it's just like like mm-hmm. you're just laughing on memes on 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 the internet that are just like pretty much doesn't life suck or like fucking yeah, everything. <laughs> Karen's, all the Karen videos. All the Karen videos. And then also then just like the couple of the horrible police brutality incidences that happened during that time that like really just had all of us just kind of like in the streets, just angry, not knowing what to do with ourselves. And like, luckily we were protesting and like putting that energy into good use and people were like becoming more politically active in their communities than like I've ever seen before, which is awesome. It just happened during a t- time where like, I don't a know. Scary time. It was scary already time. Already yeah. scary time. Already scary time. You're right. So it was like Fuck. double. We've, we've really all went through a hell we of a time. We have been through it. We have absolutely been through it. And you're right. We're not out of it because if you're even questioning 
if we're out of it, the answer is no. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if, and it's like, but like, but you did say like a semi sense of normalcy. And I agree with that where it's like the new norm. Then yes, that's a great way to now, put it. Now, here's a question. What are some uh, pre-COVID Peter, Peterisms and some um, new norm Peteris, Peterisms? Like, were you someone that you realized you were a lot more social than you thought you were? Or are you better at spending time alone than maybe you thought you were? Or like, what were tendencies you had before versus now, if any, changed? Because I definitely had some changes, some shifts. Yeah. I can feel it. It's... Well, it, for me, it was too traumatic of a time. It was too much of an impact. So it's like, I definitely learned I have far more of an anxiety problem than I thought I did. Um, and I just had Eva Anderson on, and she was talking about when you live for, um, like live thinking of the worst case scenario, and then it happens, you've lived it twice now. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it was like, that was really like kind of blew my mind when she said that and that was something I learned in the pandemic is I was like oh I do a lot of pre-thinking of bad things that can happen and then some of them did and I I definitely had to live it twice so it's like that would be an example it's crazy do you have any well as I tell you fear kills you twice you know Mm -hmm. fucking I you know what I became first of all I've dealt with anxiety my whole life and my anxiety certainly got worse that two years it's gotten kind of going back to normal now kind of Mm -hmm. but also i became super like body like health paranoid like during that time just like constant worry if i'm sick or like just worrying about like diseases and germs and like shit like that like i was Mm -hmm. never much of a hand sanitizer person and then now i'm like a super hand sanitizer person Mm -hmm. to the extreme yeah yeah um where it's like i like use it after anything I touch outdoors when before I was just kind of like not like that and then now I'm like you you drank the Lysol you listened I know you did so I drank the Lysol (laughs) I got extremely ill uh (laughs) no but yeah so I was just like I became very fucking paranoid right now it's better but it's certainly more paranoid than I was in like February 2020 um yeah that's tough because that is something the pandemic could disappear today. Say somehow COVID today wiped off the face of the planet. Uh, germs of all sorts still remain. All so over that's the really place. hard to be in that mindset because it's like it is it at this point is not even COVID related. Like you said, you didn't even say COVID. You said health, body yes. and health. So it's like, yeah, that stays with you. Like I just got over a cold and I'm like, oh yeah, people get sick. Yeah. Like regular sick of shaking someone's hand or just walking past somebody they sneeze and they just have a cold i'm like yeah you still get sick yeah yeah we forget that there are flus and like stuff like that and the worst is like now it's like hey is this a cold is this allergies or is this covid so now we like constantly asking ourselves that like i can't i'm supposed to lock up for five days every time i have a runny nose maybe i don't fucking know that's the problem right i have no fucking clue Right. You don't, I don't think anybody does. And like, I don't, what's accurate? I really don't think anybody. And what's accurate? Oh my God, what a slog. Okay, wait, anything else? So anxiety you've been dealing with, but now this body health stuff, you'd say, is a big difference. It is ramped up. Yeah, yeah. It it's is par- definitely par- Paranoia to, almost. Definitely compared to what it'd be. Now again, it's much better than it was like a year ago, like significantly better. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's still like there compared to like really not 
being there much, like in mm-hmm. February of 2020, literally. Let me see, what else? Um, uh, I don't know. That's the main thing I could really think of. Like, cause like once like we got the green light to go like be with friends and family and like be in like, you know, in like crowds and stuff, I was mm-hmm. like all about that. Like, I, I feel like I know some people who became more introverted after the, um, after, you know, the pandemic, but I'm, I was like, I was ready to go out there and be with the peeps. Uh, I'm after. ready to be out with the peeps. With the peeps. I, I'm definitely with the ready peeps. to be with the peeps. Now, here's what I want to know, though, because you said you started making the videos and it's something you wouldn't normally do. Is that something that, like, you still have an interest in? Like, is that a new Peter thing where you're like, hey, I might be a guy that, like, makes this digital content yeah. on my own? Or cultural content, like you said. So is that something that you're going to continue with? Like, yeah. really For the- trying to hit that home as much as you can? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been, I've been doing it now literally since like April of 2020, and mm-hmm. uh, I only took one month off like a couple of months ago just because I was just getting a little burnt out from doing it. But like, uh, yeah, I'm still doing it. At this point, I'm doing it because I feel like there's people who enjoy it, and I want to sort of like keep feeding that sort of like that want that people a desire that people have. Because there really isn't any Middle Eastern content out there, especially not ones that are like for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of. You- I think it's. I think it's down to just you and me at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just for <laughs> you and me. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. So like, I'm gonna continue doing it specifically just for you and me. And then uh, <laughs> we're down to two. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I got only you know, including myself and you. It's only two people that's. Um, supporting my video no but i want to keep doing it just because like just because i don't know why why the fuck not really if people enjoy it here's a question we're talking we talked business earlier and i'm not sure how you work in this way but is there something more you want to do with it like are you is it just these videos you're like this is just what it is for now or are you like oh shit i've got this character i've got this thing and i can make something uh bigger out of it to reach more people like a show or something yeah i mean i'm actually in the process of of trying to sell a show regard uh that was based on a character that i sort of like developed in these videos oh my god perfect exactly Cause that's the be that's the business minded. It's like I agree. Start everything for fun. Yeah. Start it all out of fun. But then at some point you gotta flip a switch, and this would be in any industry. You gotta flip a switch and be like, how can I make money off of this so that I can have fun making money for the rest of my life? Right. So you're just like, or or at least for us for a couple seasons of a show, however long, whatever. Right. But it's just like, how can I get paid to do something that I love? I'm not saying it's not hard work. I know making content's hard work. I only did like a couple videos and was like, fuck this shit and stopped. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's like we got to next step it because otherwise you're going to have to um, dedicate a bunch of your time to another job that you're not as passionate about in order to fund the rest of the free time that you have pursuing the thing that you are passionate about. Because something's got to pay the bills. For sure. I mean, in the end of the day, like, I like doing the internet videos and, you know, all that stuff, but I got into this Mm -hmm. business because I wanted to do film and television. So, like, anything I do has to, in some way or form, serve that. So, it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So, that's why it's, like, my biggest 
thing right now is just trying to sell my own shows, sell my own products to whatever media platform because uh, mm -hmm. that was always, that's the, what brought me into this business in the first place. So I don't want to ever lose sight of my goals, but, you know, just like it helps, just being creative helps me, you know? Uh, yeah. What's hard is like coming up with ideas and consistently doing it. The consistency is, is, is what's hard. Like I've been luckily been consistent. Like I'll post one or two times a week. I really respect the people, admire the people who post like every day or every other day. The thing oh, is, I don't know how they. Do I just it. can't do. Well, here's one thing, and not to disparage anybody, but obviously, if you're posting every day, not everything you post could be top quality. It's just yes. it's just not possible unless you have a whole team of people that are working on it. Day and some people do have that, but for me. I just don't want to post for the sake of posting. Everything I post, I want it to be something where it's like, at least every time I look at it, I'm like, this is good. I like this. You know, I don't want to yeah, post something I and agree. be like, why did I post that shit? Or this is so stupid. Like, I want to be the, it has to go through my own filter first, which is like, do I think it's funny? Yes. Okay, then I'll put it up. So that's my biggest thing. Like, I wish I could do more than I do, but I just can't. Otherwise, I feel like the quality would be low and I just can't live with something that I'm not, hundred percent well not hundred percent i don't think I would, you're never hundred percent happy with something but like but close c close enough yeah 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 exactly yeah. you know i um i believe in the quality uh i'm with you i've noticed that um coming out the tail end of a pandemic here with things reopening and everything and doing shows again um that i definitely i definitely was like rusty and i definitely don't have the capacity to handle as much as i used to so for example i bet i you i would have been able to make a video a day five years ago mm. you know what i mean because mm. i'm like oh my god great we were doing live shows we had content it was super easy to come up with things this and that then because i stopped doing stuff for so long like live shows and all this when all the theaters closed and everything i'm like oh my god one thing like this live show like this tour i've been doing with mo welch johnston and welch mm -hmm. takes so much of my brain power sure because i just reduced my stamina of what i could take on because it came to a halt for so right, long for right. so many do you know do you know what i mean and Absolutely. now like gearing back up so the idea of making video every day i'm like oh my god i could never but i bet i could have five years ago if, if that's what we were all doing then. I bet I could have totally done it or had the energy too or the ideas. But yeah. now, and but you're right. You got to raise the bar. That's, an, you know what I mean? Like right. you did. You're like, I bet you could, but what's the point? They're not going to be as good. Right, right. I mean, uh, to your point, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's not just like coming up with the idea. It's executing the idea, editing it, you know, all the, the all. The, and on top of that, you got your life and then you got other stuff in the business and auditions that come mm -hmm. up and like, you know, like project, other projects you're doing. And yeah, all that shit is hard. What all that shit is hard. What you say takes up the most amount of time in your personal life? In my personal life, like outside of like entertainment work and stuff. Yeah, like outside of auditions and shows and writing, like in your personal life. Unless that time is used to do work stuff, then that counts, I guess. It, it, when I'm not, I feel like I'm always like kind of working in some weird capacity. I, uh, Like when I'm not working on stuff, I'm trying to come up with ideas. And when I'm not doing that, then I'm just kind of like 
chilling with friends and working out and stuff. I've been really like I've been trying to be really consistent with like health and like fitness and stuff like that. So I feel like that's a big that's something I do a lot when I'm not doing anything related to like work or like creative what, stuff what brought that on is that like a newer thing is that part of like the germ health thing or whatever that or no no i i uh i've been like really in i've been into fitness especially like working out pretty much my whole life but like during the pandemic i just kind of stopped for like two years and it mm -hmm. was really hard for me to get back into it but and now i'm finally back into it um I guess some of it is like I'm I'm 40 now so it's like I want to make sure that like you know my heart and my blood pressure and my cholesterol and blood sugar and all that shit that messes you up later on in life I kind of take care of it now and like keep an eye on it now so that's kind of like part of it too but um just also like staying fit and going to the gym and working out consistently. It just really helps every aspect of my life. Everything from my mood to my sleep to my energy. Um, so it's that's why it's definitely become a pretty important aspect of my life. Um, when I was younger, it was all about how it, how I look. Like I just Same. wanted. Now it's more yeah, about the results. Yeah, now it's just more about like how I how it makes me feel and just like the health wise and then just sort of staying consistent with it and disciplined with it helps me in like mm -hmm. other aspects of my life kind of but i definitely feel bad the days that i don't work out and Same. yes i have body goals like I, i'm i have weight goals or like figure goals that i or like whatever but it's the feeling the yes. feeling of not working out not feeling especially because i started doing some a lot of yoga in the pandemic nice. the feeling of not being stretched out it's like my body hurts when i don't do something good for it it's like it, it makes it hurt that's great that means your body's like so used to the good stuff now that it's always yeah, wants but that like, good Peter, stuff where are the muscles I, i'm giving it my all out here are you are you like strength training and stuff too consistently no and i love chips no it's yoga it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yoga with with hit workouts it's like you know what i mean it's like it'll be a 30-day thing and some will be a hit workout with some yoga moves hit or hit will be f hit like hit. Eight, like the high interval oh okay okay high hit. interval training okay i thought i said hit. so it's like it is it's like not it's like weight bearing of like your own body weight but it's not like nothing with actual weights i'm working my way up to it but i, I tell you like you don't that's kind of like the basis of calisthenic workouts right like you don't necessarily need extra weights to build muscle but it definitely helps you know like it definitely helps peter uh, are you willing to become my personal trainer I think you could probably find someone that will do a much better job than I will <laughs> being your prisoner. I'm sure I could help a little bit, but I appreciate your honesty. You probably want a professional. I'm sure you can find someone that could do a much better job. Yeah, I'll, yeah. But what are your rates? Like, what are your prices like? I was hoping six thousand a day is probably the average I charge. No, could uh, you imagine if somebody paid you six thousand dollars a day to sculpt their body? Do you think people do that? I feel like people who are really rich and people who are like very like famous for for being trainers could probably charge some crazy price. I don't know, six thousand a day sounds insane. That like, seems crazy. Sounds nuts. Maybe like maybe like six hundred or something like that. Okay, yeah. maybe six hundred a session. Yeah, yeah, I could it, charge and you that. And it could be like it could be that, and then the session comes with a massage after, or like um, like it could be a whole thing body related. Right, okay, and a pep maybe. talk. 
and a pep well, talk okay. after. The pep talk is the first 40 minutes. You're right. The workout is 20 minutes. <laughs> pep talk is 40 minutes. The workout itself is 20 minutes. And then the massage is two and a half hours. Yeah. So this is a three and a half hour job here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's 600. Wait. So six, then, then maybe we do a thousand a session. Even. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so, with a coupon, it'll be 800. Let me see the Patreon. Let me see where we're at this month in terms of funds. And uh, I will hit you back up on this. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. This sounds promising for my new career as a fitness instructor. Yeah. Wait. So for, for you also want to become a fitness instructor? Is that what you said? Um, or my new career? No, I'm talking about your career uh, being a fitness okay. instructor. Okay. I would be, my mom always said I should become a Zumba teacher because I've got a lot of energy. I really like to dance and I could flip my hair around a lot. So people would be like, oh, look at all this joy she has and she's really taking it um, seriously. Well, the hair flipping, I think, is what really brings it all together. Uh, I think so too because I think it looks like, oh, she's really moving. It's the international s sign of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Is this part of is this part of your Iranian comedy? <laughs> no, no, no. The this, international sign of joy. <laughs> no, no. My Iranian comedy is much less funny. Just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does does um do you have a family and if so do they like these videos? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My family does. Yeah, my a lot of the videos I do is kind of like making fun of my dad. But they're not, it's not really my dad. It's just sort of like a very, very exaggerated version of my dad. But my dad loves mm -hmm. the videos, probably because he knows they're not like really him. So Yeah, I would always do, my best impressions were impressions of my grandparents and of my mom. But you kind of can't be mad about it. It's flattery. Right. It's like you, have, you are a natural goldmine of jokes. And this is my ode to you that's how i look at it right and then you heighten it right so it's like you kind of like make it a, you make them a little crazier than they are so yes it's it, it, you know it's not insulting okay so what would be one way that you do that with your dad uh what would be one way i could do that with my dad like you know like i'll i have a lot of videos where my like dad's like just getting pissed off and like screaming at things like you know like very mundane things or whatever or like like, uh, but that's very, very exaggerated sort of version of him. Um, it's kind of like I have, you know, videos where he nitpicks little things or like I'm watching TV with him and he's just like talking shit about everything you're watching on TV. Again, those are all very heightened versions of him, but um, there's still like there's some like truth to it. I do mm -hmm. feel like I do feel like it's one of those things where like, for some reason, all our dads have, like, something in common that, like, doesn't matter what culture you are, you can kind of identify with. It's like, oh, my dad does that, too, even though I'm from wherever. And, like, I feel like our dads are all... You know what it is? It's because of a disconnect that comes with dads. Um, so everybody has dads being, to me, uh, weird right. or too much where it's like, dad, why are you doing this? And it's like, I find, or at least with me and with my friends, it's like with, because 
there's always more communication in my family with my mom. She's like the middleman of it all. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's more communication with my mom. Everything my dad does seems a little more random. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm used, I'm more used to her yeah, and yeah. I can kind of read her like a book and predict it. Whereas like with my dad, I'm like, what are you even talking about right now? That's how I find it. Yeah, I know. I feel like I know what my mom is thinking, but my dad is different. Yeah. Times I'm like, I don't know, what are you thinking right now? And I feel like my dad is just kind of like, He's in his 70s now, and I just feel like dudes, once they get to that age, they're kind of just in their own world to a certain extent. I totally agree with you. That's the exact way to put it. I know what my mom's thinking. I don't know what my dad's thinking. I I think you are 100% right. He's just like in his own Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Are you going to... Do you plan on having kids? Do you want kids one day? Uh... I mean, not till next month. Just kidding. No, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I like, I like, I, I, I really like children. I'm just like, I can't picture having them right now because I'm just not in that position in any way. Like, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I'm not like married or with, with someone like a partner that I like live with or like, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. Because I, I asked that because I was going to ask if you if you did plan on having kids, what kind of dad do you think you would be? Do you think, because if I had kids, I will 100% be my mother. Really? I know it. I can see it a mile away. It drives me crazy. It'd be half the reason to not even have kids because the madness ends here a no. mile. I Got hate you. to break it to you. Got you. Okay. okay. But I would can you, see that. Do you think your child would do heightened versions of you? Do you think your child would be the Iranian internet sensation? Uh, hopefully not because, uh, hopefully I wouldn't give him a a lot of stuff to make fun of, you know? Uh, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, what kind of dad would I be? I think I would probably be like a much more self-aware, emotionally sensitive version of my own dad. Pretty much. Okay. You know, like. I love that. Yeah. I feel like. I love that. Generationally, we break some of these like weird curses, you know, like some of these weird things that especially as like men, I feel like men like that grew up in the in the last generation, the baby boomer generation, like they all experienced a lot of crazy things in their life that they weren't able to process properly because like they all Mm -hmm. grew up under the sort of the moniker of like men don't cry or men don't show weakness or men have to like take care of everything or this like little things like that that it's just like brainwashed Provider, yeah yep, exactly stuff. and then brainwashed boys to believe that you know emotions are weak and you know like crap like that so i feel like i would that aspect of my like my cho- children wouldn't have to deal with that aspect because like mm-hmm. i'd be self-aware of that stuff at the very least it's like it's kind of hard because it's like it was as if emotions were treated as a luxury and not a right when right. Um, they are absolutely a right. You, of course, you can feel your emotions and you're entitled to. And I'm not saying you can always act on them, um, obviously, but it's like your emotions are your emotions. And when you're not given the time or the space to process it, like you're saying, it's like, yeah, it's going to make you a little off. It's going to yeah. make there's it's going to cause like a bit of a disconnect there. Um and I, I'm thrilled to hear that that would not be part of your game plan because at some point we've got to break the loop. We have to break the cycle. It's ridiculous. We can't keep this, especially this gender stereotype, 
really we think we think to just not let a whole gender feel is the answer <laughs> like that's crazy yeah yeah but that's that's, that's always, crazy that's just men doing that to each other like, i've never ever heard a woman say men shouldn't show emotions versus only men i hear saying that i've never mm-hmm. heard a woman say that about men like so that's just the straight up toxic masculinity thing between men you know like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I, in fact, I agree with you. In fact, so many times I'll hear women say, like, I wish my man was more emotionally available or, like, you know, mm-hmm. more, like, uh, could express their emotions easier and stuff like that. So it's really just men that, like, look down on that stuff. So And I'm sick of them. Yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> aren't we all? That's why it's really cool, like, groups of, like, guy friends, they should always talk about their emotions with each other. So, like, they're, like, let each other know that, hey, we're human. Like... Man, yeah. woman, it doesn't really matter. We're all human. We all have emotions. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. And like, there is nothing wrong with feeling our feelings. There's nothing wrong with talking about our feelings. There is nothing wrong with like mental health, getting mental health help when you need it and shit like that. And like, that's, I do think guys of this generation, like Gen Z, their generation, men are like more on that level of like self understanding and like emotional mm-hmm. awareness. But like, well, more people are ther- going into therapy. Yeah, I just think like therapy is becoming a little more normalized, especially with men. It's becoming normalized, and I think that's like really helping stop things before they start going down the wrong path Definitely. in terms of like a bad habit of remaining closed off. And is that something you practice with your friends? Like, do you find yourself that you will open up to them, or like if someone's oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah, you, yeah. you'll tell the truth? Because that's the problem. It's like, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. It's like we're all so on automatic and autopilot to do that and give that response that it's like it's hard for someone to be like how you doing and for you to be like honestly not the best right now that's fucking hard to do that i'm blessed because i have a group of a good amount of like group of like my guy friends that like i could literally text on one of our text threads like guys man i'm feeling down today and like they will literally be like hey what's wrong what are you feeling um you know and and then also my group of guy friends like what's cool about them they understand the difference between sometimes you just want to vent and you want a shoulder and sometimes you want help and you want advice yeah, you know, that's like, important. It's yeah. important to know that because you ne- you never want to give unsolicited advice. No. But you also don't want to leave somebody hanging. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So it's a lot of times now my friends would be like, you know, let's say uh, one of my buddies would be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. And we'll literally be like, you know, uh, do you want to just talk about it or do you do you need help on this? Like, I just want to talk about it right now, you know, and then we just kind of talk about it. So and I and then like most of my friends are also in therapy, if not currently in therapy then if they've had experience being in therapy mm-hmm. and uh also most of my close friends are like all like comedians and writers and actors so i feel like we are a little bit more emotionally conscious than like well, let's we're say pushed the, to be yeah yeah because that's true they, yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing of truth and comedy it's like we're pushed to be a little more in tune um so that we can comment on it yeah, and write absolutely. about it and and connect with people about it. Very well said. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. So yeah. again, I'm I'm very lucky with my group of uh, guy friends who I can you know do that with, and all my like uh, uh, woman friends, they're amazing with stuff like well, that we too. We came we came ready. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you all came ready. <laughs> we came ready for you. You all know what you're Peter, doing. Peter, you started this podcast at a 9.5 um, 
not shook in any way by an audition that could, let's be honest, make or break your life. I think that's... How are you feeling now? (laughs) Luckily, I didn't think of it like that, that it could make or break my life. Uh, I'm feeling great. I don't think it's going to. I'm great. No, I'm at a... Let me tell you, I'm at a... After talking to you, I'm at a 9.8. I'm feeling great. Oh, my God. Peter, I'm feeling great, too. This was really nice to have this kind of chat because we didn't... I mean, we chatted always and we were friends and everything like that, but not uninterrupted. That's the thing I've noticed on this podcast is I have had a lot of chats with a lot of pals but you don't realize that it wasn't actually one-on-one and for a long period of time without somebody popping in and doing a bit or a joke or something yes yes so you don't realize that and this conversation i'm like this is for sure the longest we've talked just you and i oh definitely connecting without it being like a group thing which there's nothing wrong with a group thing i fucking love a group of jokers and jokes and this and that but this is different But sometimes yeah. it's nice this is different yes. exactly that's yes. the way to put it's it it's been a for me it's been an honor and a joy that's the oh my god only Peter, way to describe i've been having it. nothing but a blast hate to break it to you you are now allowed to say goodbye uh that it sucks that you have to tell me that but it's an again <laughs> honor to be on this show and uh, i really enjoyed i really enjoyed it thank you so much thanks so much peter thank you for having me believe in yourself believe in your body